0: Thanks for listening to today's message. We hope that it will
1: encourage you and help you live out your faith in everyday life. Make sure to download our church app by typing Comox Pentecostal into Google Play or the App Store to enjoy more podcasts, Bible resources, giving options, and more.
2: Hi everybody, it's Pastor Mike here. Laura and I are away this weekend at a prayer retreat and then this coming week we get to spend a few days away in the sun, which we're very much looking forward to. We miss you guys and uh, I wanted to share a few things before we go into a special time together in this service. We are concluding today our Jesus in the Bedroom series. We've been looking at how the words and the ways of Jesus are life-giving to relationships and to people. One of the things that's so important for us to understand is the story of God. Uh, We come into this world believing that we're at the center of all existence. That's sort of the human condition, isn't it? But when we wake up to faith in Jesus, we begin to realize uh, we're not at the center of all of this. In fact, God is writing a story and it's about him and his faithfulness his people. And we're in that story. And as we understand the story of God, we begin to understand the place of marriage in that story and our place in marriage in the story of God. One of the things that's so central in God's story is covenant. He is a covenant giving God. A covenant is, is is far more than just sort of a promise or an agreement. It, it's the kind of promise and agreement you guarantee with your life. And so in covenant, throughout scripture, we discover God showing us his heart and his relationship toward humanity. And in covenant, it's God offering himself. It's him saying, I give myself to you completely, exclusively, and permanently. And that's the essence of covenant. And it comes into the greatest expression through Jesus, dying on the cross. That's that's God's way of showing us, I'm giving myself completely, exclusively, and permanently to you. And I'm even giving up my life for you. That's covenant. So in faith, uh, we agree to enter into covenant with him Uh, by deciding to follow him and and respond to his gesture of covenant. And the way we gesture back to him is actually through um, baptism. When you and I are baptized in water, it's our gesture back to God that I'm giving myself to you completely, exclusively, and permanently. Covenant matters significantly in God's story. This... um, you know, has tremendous implications as we think about relationships, as we think about marriage, and as we think about sexuality. At the end of the day, marriage, it's not uh, not a human idea. This is God's idea. Marriage is meant to bring a reflection to the world of God's image. That's why we discover in Matthew, Jesus referring back to the Genesis story, saying God created male and female. God created the first wedding ever, the first marriage ever, and it, it it brought a beautiful reflection, a complete reflection to the world of God's image. Marriage is a reflection of God's covenant. It's an opportunity for the world to see what covenant is like. It's an opportunity for those who are married to experience covenant in a human relationship. And then, as we've talked about in this series, um, sex itself is it's designed for covenant. It's meant to live within a safe marriage covenant. And in the same way as communion is a covenant renewal ceremony in our faith, sex becomes sort of a a covenant renewal celebration in a marriage relationship. Covenant is all about faithfulness. There's a scholar um, that I enjoy following, and one of the ways that he summarizes the message of the Old Testament, the first portion of God's story throughout Scripture, is that it's about the faithfulness of God. I mean, there's so many stories, there's proverbs, there's poetry, there's history. What is it all pointing towards? What is it all saying? I mean, there's a lot of human failure, there's a lot of disappointment. What is the story of the Old Testament? Well, it's about God and his faithfulness to his people. At our weakest, And at our worst, God is still faithful to us. And so when we think of the covenant of marriage, faithfulness is massively important as well. Now scripture does let us know that there are times when covenant has not worked out in marriage. And and, and we're very sympathetic and compassionate towards circumstances where there is unfaithfulness or abuse and when you hear us talking about faithfulness to covenant and faithfulness to one another, we're, we're not using this language and propping it up against um, people who are abusive and just sort of giving empowerment to abuse in any way. That's not okay. That's a, that's a breaking of covenant. And if anybody was in a, a relationship where there's those kind of serious abuses going on, they need safety. They need protection. You need to reach out for help. But we, we need to spend some time thinking about what, what does it look like for sort of the, the average and the common relationship right here in our church family? What does it look like for us to walk out our covenant, our vows, and our relationship in marriage with faithfulness? I want us to reflect on the words of Matthew 19, Jesus quoting some important things from Genesis. He says this, "'In the beginning, the Creator made them male and female, "'and He said, for this reason, Uh, A man will leave his father and mother and will be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but they are one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. I grew up in an era of attending weddings and seeing sort of a, I think it was called like a unity candle ceremony where the bride and the groom would each have a candle and together they would light one new flame on one uh, common candle and then they'd blow out their individual ones and it was sort of this visual representation of the two becoming one. That uh, one flame was formed out of two flames and the two flames no longer exist, just one does. It's a picture of two becoming one and there being a, a, a deep connection, a oneness. And in that oneness, faithfulness is one of the great stories that's being represented and told to the world around us. So in the average and common everyday kind of relationships that so many of us are in in our marriages, what does faithfulness look like? How do we work at that? I mean, at times life is hard and gritty and challenging and difficult. And You know as perfect as we all like to imagine ourselves to potentially be we're not and so a marriage is is a covenant between two imperfect people that have to learn how to work out forgiveness like we heard last week through pastor trevor and and we have to learn to work out faithfulness with one another how does that look I want us to explore and ponder that and hear about that today. We're so blessed in our church family that right here in our congregation, those of you sitting in this service today, those of you watching online, there are so many tremendous examples of faithfulness in marriage. I'm even thinking, and I won't mention names, but there are several couples in our church right now where one spouse is caring for the other who is suffering and they've been suffering for a long time. That is not easy. That is not convenient. It's not comfortable. But it's this beautiful display of faithfulness. And it's actually a reflection of what God is like that when we are at our weakest, when we are at our worst, He is faithful to serve and love and care for us. And so we see it demonstrated in some of these amazing marriages in our church family. Today, we're going to hear some story we're going to hear some dialogue in a panel discussion featuring two couples from our church and so i want you to join me in welcoming now to the stage those who are going to be sharing in this panel discussion let's listen in and i hope your heart will be open to pick up some helpful things through their inspiring examples they're they're not perfect people but they're real people that are following Jesus and endeavoring to be faithful to him and to one another in their relationships. So would you join me in welcoming our panel to the stage right now as they prepare to share?
3: Oh, it's an exciting Sunday for myself. Before we get started, I've just got two quick announcements, all right? Uh, we had a good good lead in from Pastor Mike there. So uh, next week we've got a, a prayer and worship service uh, next Sunday night. All right. So it's uh, Pentecost Sunday, and June twelfth. If you are uh, new newer to our church and would like to hear more about our church and meet other people in our church, uh, we've got a welcome Sunday, and that's going to be at the mill, and uh, you're you're welcome to attend. So if you if you've started coming here over the last few months. <laughs> Uh, we'd love to, uh, for you to uh, join us, and you can uh, give a call to the, the church, talk to our administrator, administrator Kirstie, so, uh, yeah, that'll be great. Awesome, well, I want to welcome the Thompsons and the Farnells. Give these guys an, one more hand, all right? <clears throat> yeah, so first question, and you guys were given these questions uh, before, but can you tell us about yourself, um, who are you, and how long you've been together, and how did you meet and who had the interest in others, uh, in the other first? All right. So hopefully we don't witness uh, some, well. some fighting going on, all right? All right. So Aaron and Lisa Marie, if you could start.
4: Sure. So I'm Aaron Thompson, and this is my wife.
1: Lisa Marie. <laughs>
4: yes, her mom was an Elvis fan. Yep. Okay. Let's <laughs> get that out of the way. Don't be cruel. And sorry. What was don't the other cruel. part of the question? I... What's that? <laughs> What was the other part of the question? Um, did you just throw in an Elvis song title? No. Oh, I no, thought you I didn't. did. I thought Yes, you gonna... I did, actually. Yeah, did. Who are you and how long have you been together? Uh, we've been together for 15 years.
1: 17. <laughs> 17. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll count the two years of dating and then 15 years of marriage this year.
4: Yeah, and... Uh... Somebody has to take care of the details. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and how did you meet and who had... Who had the uh, interest in each other first?
4: Well, this goes back to middle school.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay.
4: There was a young lady with uh, in the seventh grade. I was in the eighth grade, and yeah. she had these thick Coke bottle glasses and these <laughs> braces. And... Hi, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, in, 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 a killer yeah, in middle school. So,
1: yeah, I had glasses and braces. And he said, Oh, I think she'd be better without those. So, you know, we'll give it a little while.
4: Not wrong. I still stand by it. <laughs> I still stand by
1: it. Anyways, and then years passed, so we'd gone to school together, um, and then our paths drifted uh, quite a bit. And then we um, met again in university when I was in university. Um and at a wake. At a wake, we were funeral crashers. <laughs> um funeral crashers, yeah. nice. Well okay. not like that kind, but you know, we, we re met we knew him. Yes. And um yeah, so anyways, we started chatting again and started talking and then went on a couple of dates and the rest is history.
4: Yep. Nice. A lot of history, right?
3: Yeah. That's great. So if you want to meet someone nice, go to funerals, okay. <laughs>
4: It's a really good time. Everybody's super vulnerable, you know,
3: so. (laughs) That's great. And, uh, yeah, Calvin and Claire.
5: Hi. We're Calvin and Claire. And uh, we've been together for 50 years, three dating, and this year will be 47 years of marriage. And so when we go back 47 years ago, um, I was 18, and I was the youngest of seven, 22 years between oldest and youngest. So Mike just read that scripture about you'll leave and cleave. I, my parents had no problem with me leaving. <laughs> I was 18, so they had to sign a legal form to say I could get married. Signed that no problem. And I had graduated just the year before from high school and I got luggage for a graduation gift. <laughs> So, no, that, that wasn't a problem. How did we meet? Well, it wasn't so much a meeting, but it was um, 1972, Vanier High, down the hall. There was Claire, a yellow dress. The sun was shining through the courtyard area in the hall. It was beautiful. But we didn't meet, we didn't talk, because Claire was part of the cool crowd. And I
0: sadly was a nerd. That is true. He had these plaid pants, a striped shirt, a knitted vest, and a bow tie. Like there was nothing attractive on the outward appearance.
4: Sounds familiar.
0: That's it. The glasses, right? But scripture tells us that Claire looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And over the next three years, this man won my heart through his kindness, through his patience, through his long suffering as I looked for something better. (laughs) We became friends, and that friendship turned into love, and it's lasted 47 years. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> I got glasses, and I could see way better.
3: This feels like one of those crazy TV shows, those uh, interview, uh, that's great. Uh, well, Kelvin, just want to let you know, you are part of the cool crowd here. So we care <laughs> for you. here. We appreciate you. Um, who are some people you have looked up up to for inspiration and help in your relationship, and why them?
0: One of the things, we kind of, like Kel said, I was 19 by six days when we got married, and um, we had all this knowledge, not, and so there was a new program out when we got married in 1975 called Focus on the Family. We listened to that every day. We raised our kids by that. We worked through things in our marriage by that. So James Dobson was someone we looked up to for inspiration and stuff. That's great. Good answer.
4: We actually, um, we wrote down uh, Claire and Cal in our...
0: Mm.
2: (laughs) That's good.
4: So we, before we left, we moved to Ontario for two years as many of you know, but um, before we left, we actually went over to their house for dinner. And when, when we left, we both got in the car and we were like, man, in like 47 years... No, just joking. In, in 30 years, I I hope we still share that same love. Like, just the way they communicated with each other, it was just... Mm. You could tell there was like love and obviously God is love. So, there's God at the center of their marriage. So, we just... Um, yeah, it was a, a brief interaction, but just something that... Um, I've learned over the years is, like, seeing um, long-term marriages that still have that connection, there's something that they're doing that you want to emulate. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And also focus on the family. No, just... <laughs> I, I listened to a lot of focus on the family as a kid because, yeah, my parents were the same. But anyway.
1: I made a joke at first saying, like, you know the Kardashians or something. <laughs> and that's like... Yeah, Kim and Kanye.
4: Kim and Kanye were really at the top of the
1: list. <laughs> we also look to our parents um, in different aspects of their marriage. Um, both Aaron's parents and my parents don't have a, a perfect marriage, um, but there's a lot um, that they have shared and you know gone through, and we've watched their commitment to one another. Um, so yeah, that was, a another, just really paying attention to our parents and the way that they raised us and things that we really wanted to continue on and things that we kind of learned from and said, you know, we sort of need to change and, and do things, um, that are going to best fit us and, and our parenting and our marriage. Yeah,
3: There's really a really real beauty about being a part of a church family. We, we, uh, we notice people around, uh, Around the church that uh, we could admire and emulate, and probably some of you, uh, quite a few you, of you, would agree uh, to Aaron's statement that, that Farnell's have been uh, a couple that they have looked up to, um, that emulate a, a strong marriage. Of course, not perfect. At least I, I don't think, or uh, they are perfect. But um, yeah, so we just want to thank you for all the all the faithful marriages here. Um, you're, you're making a you're a good example for the people in our church. So. Uh, life is life is busy times, and relationships have tense moments. Um, talk with us about the importance of maintaining heart connection.
4: Oh, sure. You can go ahead.
1: Um, so, at the very beginning, when Erin and I first got married, or just before we got married, we actually did a marriage prep course, um, and that was amazing. Just really seeing. Um, how we would connect on many different levels. Um, So in terms of work and parenting and our spiritual foundation and beliefs. And we went through questions and exercises and things like that. And that was huge for us solidifying a lot of the things that we didn't know at the time being young when we were getting married, but actually things that might come up. And it's been so cool to see that over the years, as things have definitely come up and struggles and tense moments and resorting back to some of the things that we had learned in those very early, um, you know, we were just engaged at the time when we were doing our marriage prep. And then... um, They had talked a lot about Gary Chapman and the love languages. And we go back to that on a regular basis. We have done the quiz. We have done seminars actually numerous times because sometimes you think you know you love a person. And over time when things shift and change, um, you don't always feel that love in the same way. And so we've had to go back to that and go, okay, Is your love tank full? No, mine's at like 40%. Dude, you got to do better. No. Um, But like... Step it up. up. Um, But we have those honest conversations about how to reconnect and how to... Yeah, yeah, just really reconnect. And then we do on our Bible app, Erin and I have the Bible app, and we'll pick a Bible study to do together. And then we kind of each do our own devotion and and write um, our responses. And then we get to hear the other person, and then we build off of that. And that's been really great for us as well, just because life is super busy. We have three kids, um, they're in gymnastics and hockey, and we have a toddler, and life is busy. And we have to make that um, intentionality, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah, that's a great, great answer, Bible app, yeah, thank you.
0: One of the things um, that we have done, when we had a busy life as well, with three kids at home and stuff, um, in 1991, Kelvin and I came on staff with Youth for Christ, full-time, And I thought there would be no better thing in this whole world than serving the Lord with your husband. Not. (laughs) That was probably the toughest thing ever, to just learn boundaries in, um, you know, what stays at work and what you bring home. And sometimes they get blurred and slurred and all those kinds of things. So I think one of the things we did was for family vacations, We would choose to do something one year with all of us as a family, and then every second year we would try, even if it was just a weekend, to do something with just us. We have always um, signed up for marriage enrichment courses. We read lots of books on marriage and stuff, because every season is a new season. You know, first of all, there's all these little rugrats running around, and you're trying to just you know, get the laundry done and the bed's made. And then um, they're teenagers and there's a whole new set of circumstances. And we have peers who didn't invest that time in their relationship. And once the kids are gone and they're empty nesters, there's nothing there. And so we really were intentional at um, making sure we stayed connected as well.
4: See, that's why we would, you know, be, that's why and we just to try to be like them. <laughs> a lot of times it's just really
5: simple things too. Um, just a statement like, how's your heart? You know, how's your heart? How are you doing? And it doesn't have to be anything big, but just, you know, you know when in marriages there's an ebb and flow and you know, you know when it's flowing, <laughs> um, not in a good way. And you know that you're drifting and when you recognize you're drifting you need to stop drifting you need to find that anchor and you need to come back to back to the anchor back to where where the boy is in in a sense of a ship you know it's drifting you got to bring it back to to center point and center focused. and christ is that center focused
3: yeah even i find um in a world of a lot of noise a lot of uh (laughs) a lot of voices around you know, TVs on, all these different uh, ways that kind of take, take away from uh, having good communication with your spouse, you know, turning the TV off, going for walks, going, you know, uh, doing, going for drives, having opportunities where it's just you and your spouse, no other voices around. Um, and speaking of that, um, uh, Farnell's and Thompson's are at different stages in life of, of parenting um thompson's if you could just kind of share something that you would do uh you, your house is a little bit more busy right you got some great kids um how, how do you find time for each other in your home with uh uh grade uh well <laughs> uh, a preschool aged child uh grade three four, four and grade six, six. so how, how do you find time for each other to, to do those things
4: um, I think it's it just piggybacks on what Claire was saying. It's intentional investment, and you, mm-hmm. and if you have the understanding that that this is the stage of life, yeah. be a little bit kind to yourself. That you may not get you know like a a week long vac- vacation alone, and you know, yeah. but but taking those pockets and and using them and uh, making the most out of them, like. We were talking about you know the the Bible app doing that doing those Bible studies and um, changing up the communication style even um, is something that you know you can be concise when you write and you can share a thought and it can actually be something that you know really brings us together. It sounds small, it's a five minute devotion, but it's still like Cal said, it's like finding the anchor and the center point, which is God. So you you know and we take maybe a ten minute walk around the neighborhood in the mornings or mm-hmm. whatever you can do to um, just keep the intimate connection of your marriage because there's like so many different types of intimacy, right? So yeah. we... Um,
1: and we'll sometimes like just, you know, Hannah's now ha- had her babysitting course. And so we'll say like even this week... You know, it was a really busy week, and so we just said, "Oh, we're going to do some grocery shopping." Hannah, can you watch Emma and Noah? Uh And it's like we go grocery shopping, and then we ended up going on like a little walk down the marina, and just took an extra 45 minutes. And it's like when you actually just kind of take those moments and capitalize on them, then it's really about quality versus quantity. And so we've, you know, discovered like I'll get up at 6:30 in the morning um, when Noah has hockey, just so that. Aaron and I can be in the stands watching the game together. Well, most of the time I can't even like not go to the game because I'm cheering and screaming and love it. But it's like those moments that you just take that you're like, we'll capitalize on this, so, yeah.
5: One thing that we did at that stage, we have three children, um, four years between the first and second and three years between the second and third, Rebecca, Ben, and Bethany. Can't do it in the wintertime so much, but a good chunk of the time, After dinner was over, we'd say, okay, we're going for a walk. We're gonna be half an hour, 30 minutes. There's three of you. You guys need to clean up, do the dishes, put the dishes away. We don't care how you do it. We don't care who washes, who dries. There will be no blood. Just get everything done, and when we get back, um, then we'll do something together. And didn't do that every night, but it was was worked. And we didn't find out any of the stories of what happened to that until a holiday we had in Thailand and they were all adults and they told us some of the stuff they did oh. and we're like. Whoa. <laughs>
0: it's a wonder, the police weren't called. We always had to walk. We, live in, we lived in Comox at that time over by the golf course and we would do this loop past um, Smitty, so Kel could get an ice cream.
4: Cone zone, <laughs> cone zone, yeah.
3: Uh, that's great. Have a prize at the end, right? Those who walk together talk together. That's kind of my motto, my, my wife and I's motto. Uh, could you tell us about a challenge or hard season in marriage you have had to overcome? And how did you make it through?
4: Um, uh, you want to take this? I'll take this All first right. part.
1: <laughs> um, So, when we got that, this question, um, Pastor Mike was so gracious to give us the questions beforehand so we could kind of talk, and it was great because then we got to connect over our perspectives and things like that. And so this question came up, and I started laughing, um, which was kind of rude. And um, <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I started laughing because I just said to Aaron, I'm like, the last 15 years. and And it's not to say anything, like, bad about that, I just said, Um, And we actually talked with Pastor Mike and Pastor Laura about this at Daniela's wedding. And I said, you know, one day I'm going to write a book and it'll be called The, and then three dots for like the ellipsis. And each chapter kind of speaks to some of the hardships that we've had. Um, Because over 15 years we've had a lot and I feel like we could write a book about it. Um, But it's been so cool to see our journey through each of those um, times. So I said, you know, Something as simple as us, when we were in Ontario, trying to move uh, an eight by ten shed by ourselves, inch by inch, across an entire backyard. Like I'm like talking heave ho, like and go. We looked like and go, like it took. We looked like we were
4: trying to take a stone up to Stonehenge, like that kind of thing. There was like logs and pulleys and.
1: And like some of those things that we've had, like Joel and Melissa can attest to this. Like they'll be like, oh, a marital's going to happen in three, two, one. Because yeah. um, things will happen and come up. So it, whether it's like the shed or it's been uh, grief or loss or it's been too many renovations. Um, she gets
4: teary look when she says uh, like, the word renovations. Yeah,
1: like, I'm still traumatized Super by triggering. it. <laughs> um cross country moves um, addictions mental health grief and loss there 's been a lot there has been a lot um, in in fifteen years um, and we have to dig in on a regular basis, we have to dig in because its it hasn't been easy, but it's been amazing. And some of the journeys that we've gone through where we felt like we were just at our rock bottom. Um, and we can speak to this more, like if anyone you know wants to ask more about it and things, we're happy to, to share more of our story, but we've really had to dig in. Um, and we took vows 15 years ago, um, and we have sinned and we haven't been perfect. And there's been a lot of struggle, but we took them seriously when we said, through good and bad, and sickness and in health, um, for richer for poor. And all of those, we have been tested. And by God's amazing strength and mercy and forgiveness, we have come through. And it's been just beautiful to watch the journey, even in the darkest, most difficult times. And I genuinely like him, so. I wasn't always in love with him, but I genuinely love him.
4: That's like funny him. <laughs> because it's true. And it's those little things too, and I'm sure uh, Cal and Claire can attest to this, you, you do have to like each other and there's like... You know, I always tell this story, I, I dated a girl before Lisa and you know we had talked about marriage and one of the things that actually I said I couldn't do is that this girl wasn't a hockey fan. Playoffs are on and she's like, change the channel, I want to watch, you know, Big Brother or something like that, because Big Brother was on at that time. And
1: And I'll like push my kids out of the way when hockey's on, be like, get out of the way. So
4: So I seriously walked away and one of my takeaways was I I have to marry somebody who loves hockey and then, you know, the Lord put Bisa in my path and she, she is an Oilers fan.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right. Colorado,
4: here we come. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) But that was one of those things, it was, and, it, and it, it is. It's a connection point because we both scream at the TV the same way and, yeah, anyways. So. Yeah.
0: Um, I think we can echo Lisa Marie and Aaron. It's three
5: times over, three times 15 is 45.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right, three times. Anyways, but you know sometimes when you walk through a dark time, you get to the other side. And all the me- although the memory's there, the pain's not there anymore, and, and there's growth. So there has been lots of things living cross-culturally. We moved to Thailand for 12 years and we left all our kids here in Canada, going to university. That was another growing time. But the thing that um, has been probably the most recent and the toughest thing for us to go through, in a word, menopause. <laughs> it hit me hard. And I went from being this amazingly confident, competent woman to not knowing how to tie up my shoes or what to plan for dinner. And Cal was there, that for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. What if you get the worse and the sickness and the poor? And the <laughs> What if those are the things that are dealt to you? How do you walk well through them? You know, at 19 years old on my wedding day, I had no idea what I was doing. I just thought he was kind of cute and I'd like to spend some time with him and this seemed like a good idea. But for 47 years, he has proven himself faithful. And especially in this recent kind of dark time for me. That uh, life just seemed overwhelming no matter what was my next thing to do. Kelvin has always been there for me, faithful, encouraging me, cheering me on. As you can see, he's six foot four, I'm five foot one. We see things very differently. <laughs> I can talk to a fence post, and Kel doesn't. I have many, many words. We went to accounts. Thousands. We went to a counsellor one time and um, the lady was, was talking to Cal about some of his feelings and actually gave him a feeling wheel. I don't think he needs feelings and emotions, I've got enough for the two of us, <laughs> you know? So we are different, we look at things differently. But during this last season that I have really been struggling, Kelvin has been there, encouraging me, cheering me on, and probably none of you have known the struggle that I've been in. But he did, and God did. And God knew all those years ago, this would be who I would need beside me today. And I am very thankful and blessed.
4: Should I just have one? I was listening to um, a podcast yesterday, and, and Russell Brown was talking about, uh, it, it piggybacks on this, I promise it. But anyways, he said that Shakespeare can be done in a multitude of different ways because it's so robust that it can handle it. And just as Claire was talking, I was like, you know, your vows are so robust and so perfectly written that they can handle it. They can handle the imperfections of our, our humanness. And, you know, you can really see if you just look at the vows that you took, the, that it, it really does embody God, you know, and, and love and commitment. And so, um, yeah, just like your vows are like the the, the Coles notes, cheat sheet, the, everything you need to know is, uh, is right there. They're robust. They can handle it. Lean on them, lean into them, and yeah, anyway, so.
5: Absolutely. Like Mike said in the video, a covenant, a covenant is, is huge, and we made those vows before God, before the witnesses, and separation or other things, divorce, were not an option. Murder, sometimes you thought about, but <laughs> divorce, never an option, but no, seriously, the covenant is what what you, you know and, and, and think, and it gets you through. Hot flashes in Thailand at 40 degrees Celsius are weird. <laughs> I wasn't having them, obviously, but Claire was. <laughs> But there's been other things through different seasons. And I know for us, like, I, like we've said already, we were very young when we got married. We don't recommend that for other, other young people, especially when we work with Youth for Christ. Well, you got married when you were 18. Yeah, well, we're telling you, maybe you shouldn't.
3: <laughs>
5: but, um, yeah, and just dealing with things at that age, um, we had a miscarriage. Then Rebecca was born. Then we had two miscarriages, and Ben was born and we had one miscarriage and Bethany was born Mm. like tough for her but really hard for me because didn't have the life experience to really how do you you support somebody how do you support that you know you go to the hospital and you hold her hand and you pray Mm. but yeah that it was hard but it it set a good foundation in the sense of being able to go through tough times from, from then on as well
3: yeah such such great answers thanks guys uh Time has flown by um, but there's one important question we we I just want to ask you and it's it's the fourth one and if and if you guys could try to answer this <laughs> in one minute each and then uh, <laughs> uh or even as a couple one minute and then um we still have eleven o'clock service um, to go but um this this theme being Jesus in the bedroom this this focus in this series has been Jesus. And um, how does Jesus inspire faithfulness toward your spouse in marriage?
4: No. <laughs> That's true. Because we'll need to know what Jesus is wearing when he said it, right? That's <laughs> And if he had a sandwich for lunch or not, yeah. And what
1: was in the sandwich,
4: okay. All right, anyways. Um, so for, when we got to this question, we. Uh, we looked at you know Jesus' faithfulness, um, and we. But my first thing was his way with words, the way he communicated with people. It was always, uh, even when it was, even when it was something that they maybe necessarily didn't want to hear a truth that they didn't want to hear. He still said it with. There was a, a love behind what he was saying. Um, you know, even at, you, know, you look at the scripture at, at the well. Um, you know that could have just as easily been. Rebuke instead of, of love, that he, love and mercy and um, yeah, and his forgiveness obviously and um, and sacrifice. Those are really the I think for us the the, the major teachings that um, we can take away from the gospel is is those three things in, in terms of putting them into a marriage. I've, I've, yeah, great. So is that one minute? Great answer. That's okay. perfect. Yeah.
1: Three seconds.
5: Um, Laura <laughs> spoke in this series a few weeks ago and and she summed it up and I just wanted to just read the scripture again. It's Philippians 2, three to eight. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same attitude of mind Christ Jesus had, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a human being. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even a death on a cross. And that's for any relationship. It's not just about a marriage relationship, but it's about singles. It's about people who are their husband or wife that pass away, it's, it's all relationships. It, we do not We look to the other. We come under and look to their needs first and invest in them. And a good marriage is hard work and you need to invest in it. And you don't think, oh, what can I get out of this? What can Claire do for me? Claire can do this, this, this. No. You invest by what can I do for Claire? What can I do for that other person? And that's what really sums it up to me. Yeah,
2: that's
3: great. Well, let's all stand. And uh, I'm going to ask Lisa Marie uh, or Aaron if you could... If, uh, we're going to pray for our couples. So if you're with your uh, your spouse or uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, um, give them a squeeze, you know, hold their hand, and then uh, Calvin and Claire are going to pray. Uh, again, uh, short prayers, all right? <laughs> and... Uh, And this is how we're going to close. All right.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, just your words, your guidance, um, Mm -hmm. and just your mercy and forgiveness, Lord. We've heard so much about uh, marriages and couples, the hard work that it takes, the commitment and the dedication, and all of it is um, because of you and because you are at the center of it. So I just... um, Just ask for a fresh renewal for each of the couples here today. um, Just that they can dig in, lean into your word um, and to your guidance that you can be ultimately their uh, pillar of strength through hard times um, and their joy and um, excitement in the best of times, Lord. We thank you so much for all of these couples. We just ask for a huge blessing of protection and love um, and honor in, in each of these couples. In your name we pray.
5: Father, we thank you for this time here together this morning. We thank you for marriage. You ordained it and you entered into covenant and we enter into covenant in marriage. And so I pray for all the marriages here, for those online at all different stages, some just very newly married, others 40, 50 years and anywhere in between. Father, we pray for these households, that you would bless them, that you would guide them We thank you for your faithfulness to them and to all of us in all different stages of life. And we pray for that investment, that they would take the time to invest. And we pray that for each other person as well. It's not just about a marriage covenant, but it's about relationships and investing in relationships. And Christ is at the head of that and at the center of those relationships and at the center of those marriages. Thank you for this time. We thank you for this series. And pray that you would just bless and continue to bless us and this church as we move forward. We pray a blessing on Mike, Pastor Mike, and Laura. Has there a way help them to just have a really refreshment time together? Thank you, Father. Amen.
3: Yeah, before you uh, before you go, uh, you are invited to the, to stay for the eleven o'clock service. Uh, my father will be preaching, so excited about that. Um, but you've you've already been to one service, so. Uh, Have a great day, and give these guys a hand, all right?
1: Thanks again for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged you as you live out your faith in everyday life. Make sure to download our church app by typing Comox Pentecostal into Google Play or the App Store to enjoy more podcasts, Bible resources, giving options, and more.